Hey everybody, Tim Sisler here with Arthur Solomon of the Solomon Group, and today we're here with our good buddy Kyle, and we're going to go over how an investor of ours doubled his money in Springfield in just six weeks. So Arthur, I understand you got a couple questions for him. Take it away. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, glad to be here. Man, we're always excited to have to have you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think going to get sick of seeing me on here. No, no way. There's <laughs> no way. Branching it out. So... Kyle uh, actually purchased the property uh, here in Springfield, and uh, he's actually from Columbus, but he's seen the opportunities that are, that are here in Springfield, and he wanted to come out and make some money, and uh, did a deal, and like, maybe you can tell us a little bit of how the deal went down. Yeah, so the, I guess the title of it is, uh, we doubled our money in six weeks, right? Um, a little background on that. I'm from Columbus. I love Springfield. I went to Wittenberg, so I have a, a huge affinity for the city. I come back all the time. We're actually working on another property here, but... The reason why I bring that up is to show how important it is to have good local guys who know the area, who know the market. And that's where your realtor comes in. And that's where you guys have been a blessing because I don't know the Springfield market that well. I know certain areas from when I went to school here. But like if you tell me, hey, there's a house on this street, I don't know if that's a good value or not. I can get on Zillow. I can do my due diligence and see if it's a, you know, a good investment. So, I mean, that's where you really need a good you know, local resource, somebody who knows the market. So when I ask, hey, Arthur, Tim, is this a good investment? You guys know the area well. You know what areas are appreciating, where you should invest your money, or where you should try to avoid. And that's any city in the country. We're pretty good at that in Columbus, but we only know a few pockets of Columbus. So it's funny. When I talk to a lot of investors in Columbus, they're like, man, how, how are you in Springfield? What are you doing in Springfield? It's really because we have you know great resources through you guys. The next step is having a good contractor, right? And, and I think we've got some of the best in the business. So uh, I'm not going to give out their names because I don't want you guys calling them. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it comes down to. So Arthur came to me and he said, hey, Kyle, I got an opportunity. We have somebody who owns several properties. They're looking to sell. Um, they're just getting a little bit older and they just don't want to manage them anymore. And I'm a new investor where I said, okay, I, I want that. I want to take on other people's portfolios. And we saw this home and it had been just completely dilapidated and run down. It just hadn't seen any TLC in 10, 20 plus years. So as an investor, those are the best properties for us. You know, you walk into a home and you smell, you know, moisture, mildew, foul smells, you know, uh, Grant Cardone says that's the smell of money. And, uh, <laughs> okay. You know, you, smell you, like cats a little yeah. bit. Right. <laughs> and I like cats. that. Money yeah. and cats. But that's where, you know, you find these opportunities where these are homes other people don't want. These aren't homes that somebody's going to go move their, you know, family of five into because they're not ready for that. This is a home that needs a lot of work. And as an investor, that's what we're looking for. So we're, you know, to use numbers for our viewers out there, we bought this house for around $19,500. Okay. So that was a great starting point for us. You can't even find a storage shed in Columbus for $19,500. So we bought the house and we're getting estimates from our contractors. We're uh, doing an assessment of the neighborhood. And we think, okay, if we fix this house up to what we think, we think we could sell this house for maybe somewhere in the mid 80s. Okay. So we have a lot of room to improve that ARV. We fix this house up for about $27,000. So we're all in for about $47,000. And again, we think we can sell this in the mid 80s. Right. Well, our secret weapon is we have two of the best realtors in Springfield. <laughs> so we actually sold this house for $94,500. So we doubled our profit and then some uh, on this deal. And there are other things like holding costs. You're going to pay taxes. You've got realtor fees. You've got all these other things that kind of eat into your net. But ultimately, we invested $19,000 and uh, sold it for $94,500. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had to challenge that appraisal and everything. And, you know, he uh, documented all of the 
amazing work you guys have did, by the way, on all of the houses you're doing here in Springfield. And this is another question I had for you is with your contractors that you're working, how, how do you incentivize them to get the job done so fast and in s such a good fashion? Yeah. So we're all focused on quality. Every house we work on is a house that I would want to live in or that I would want to have my family in. So we don't cut corners. But to do that, contractors work in three areas. There's speed, there's quality, and there's price. And you can almost never find all three. The rule is you can get two, but you can never get all three. Right. Right? So how we try to get all three is I treat all of our contractors like partners. They are their own separate entity and company, but I treat them as if they're partners on the deal. So the better the job we do, the bigger a bonus or the bigger they're going to be incentivized at the end. So that's where we're going to get our quality. Okay. Right? Then we focus on price. I give them so much work that they're able to give me a bit of a discount to a retail customer because they don't have to go look for other jobs all the time. I have so much work for them. I can keep them busy. I'm doing things to benefit their business by bringing in new jobs, bringing in more uh, third-party type retail jobs for them to make a little bit more money. I'm constantly screening new contractors to add to their team. I'm helping streamline invoices. So I'm trying to add value to my partners, which in turn gives me a little bit of a deal on the price. We got the quality down because we incentivize them with bonuses. Mm -hmm. We've got the price down because I'm giving them so much work that they can charge me less for the work because they have more volume of it. And then there's speed. Speed is a tough one. Speed is a lot about chemistry of your team. If you have guys who are dragging on the job, that can make other guys drag. If there's drama being brought in from outside, that can slow things down. So we're really focused on having like the highest quality guys on the team and everyone works really well together. So. That's a big focus, but you're not going to see that in too many investors. They're just like, hey, man, paint the wall. How much is that? Hey, replace the countertops. And it's very transactional. We focus on being relational. I want to have guys on our team just like you guys, just like our contractors, our lenders, that we want to do not one deal with, but dozens of deals over the lifetime of our business. We don't want to have to keep looking for a new partner every time we right. find a house. That takes time. It takes money. It's exhausting. It's frustrating. We want to build relationships with good people, and we expect those people to make money. We're not going to nickel and dime our partners because if they're not making money, they're going to go work hard for somebody right. else who's going to let right. them do that. So we want everybody to you know profit in this equation, but it's not a zero. It, it is a zero. Excuse me. It's not a zero sum game because our gain is not someone else's loss. The family that moved into this house, you might say, "Man, you only bought it for nineteen five and you sold it for ninety four five. Like, gosh, you know, you're making all this money. Like, who are you taking advantage of?" family that moved into this house got a beautiful exactly. home in Springfield. And that mortgage payment is going to be less than what they would rent a home for. So they're getting yep, this beautiful 100%. home for a under $100,000. We joke around every time. We're like, if we could just pick this home up and take it to Columbus, this is a $400,000 Exactly. House. Especially that one that you you flipped. That, yeah. Like I said, the quality you put into that, the floors are gorgeous. Sure. You know, you, you really didn't you didn't hold back on anything. And, and that's what we want. I mean, we, we got a charity in Columbus that, you know, we've talked about on past episodes, but like a portion of our profits, we always donate back to the community through make a day. So that's something to feel good about. But what we really feel good about is we're providing like the nicest home possible to a family that can afford that. Right. $94,500 is a really reasonable priced home for a family of five. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the appraiser, you know, the first appraisal that came in, cause obviously it was an FHA loan. So anytime you've got a loan, that's, or if you have a house that you put it in contract and it's been 180 days before uh, you purchased it, they have to do a double appraisal. So we have to fight the, the appraisers for the value. And, you know, they're coming back and saying, well, no, no other houses have sold in this area for this price. Yeah. And but at true, the same time, if there's no houses 
in such good shape. And there is like you, we are setting the comps in a, yep. a lot of times. And is that the same uh, for you in, in Columbus and the, the market as well? Yeah. So, so in that, as an investor, we're really proud to say, Hey, we set a record for that neighborhood. We set a record for the highest selling house in the neighborhood. As an investor, you feel good about that. So anyone who's in this game to try to make a dollar to support their family, their business, whatever that is, that's a win, right? However, that being said, that's where you guys came in and shined. Our appraisers come in, they're like scratching their head. Well, hey, we haven't seen a house sell for this in this neighborhood yet. Our response is, well, we haven't had a house fixed up in this neighborhood right. in a while. And the one that had been didn't have the same type of comps, wasn't the same type of square footage. But that's where it really becomes a science, right? You have to sit and give the comps. You have to explain the finishes that we're using, the, the craftsmanship, the work that we're doing, that we're not just – you know, slapping paint on something and throwing carpet over, you know, flawed floors that we're actually addressing all these issues and creating a beautiful home that's going to last a long time. And that's where that can get tricky. Some people will just see, well, the house next door sold for this. So yours is probably worth the same, right? There's a lot to it. And that's where you guys really earn your check. I mean, again, I brought you a little gift the other day because to me, your commission's not enough for the amount of work that you did, for the times that you run over to that house, for the times that you have to get comps, that you're dealing with me calling you to say, hey, why is my electric bill so high? Go over and shut off the AC. <laughs> you know, all the little headaches we do, but, you know, a lot of times people will see the realtor and they, they think, well, why do they, why do I have to pay 6% for somebody to just put my house on the MLS and open the door every once in a while? Well, there's a lot more to that. And you get what you pay for. When you have a good realtor, not only are they going to list your house at the right price, which means you might not be leaving money on the table, but they're going to put you in a situation where you're going to get either the best price as a seller or the best shot at getting your dream home as a buyer, which in this market right now is huge. There are so many competing offers on homes that your realtor matters as a buyer because you might be competing with 10 other offers on homes. And for us as investors in Columbus, we are constantly trying to figure out how we can make our offer the most attractive so we have a shot. Well, and then, you know, I, I just recently, actually it's been over a year now that I became a full-time realtor. Right. Right? Yeah. Wow, okay. So, and when I became a full-time realtor, it really opened up the ability and the, the opportunities for me to shop around these houses. Sure. So when I would have been spending six hours at work, I can spend that six hours now making calls and saying, hey, I have this beautiful house on the market. You really should think about coming through and seeing it, you know? So that's another thing that when you become a full-time realtor, it really changes. So that's one of the values well, of working and, with and us. And it's an, it's an expert, right? Like, again, we go back to the contractors. You can have 10 people bid to paint a, a room in your house, right? But the quality is not going to be the same for every person. Right. So if you're just focused on price, like, yeah, you can probably go get some budget realtors out there. But... Well, this, this is one of the most, <laughs> everyone loves saving money, right? But this is one of the biggest expenses and biggest decisions you'll make in your life. If this is your first home, if this is your forever home, like why wouldn't you have an expert in your corner to give you the best deal possible? Most definitely. Yeah. And that's, that's the value add. I mean, we'll fight it out yeah. as far as the appraisals and being active and being full time. I think those things definitely help out for and, sure. And that's rare. That's rare. So as far as this deal right here, it's, it, can you tell us, so obviously you're flipping this property. So you're trying to save on, on taxes and you're using a, a strategy yeah. that a lot of investors use. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. So we'll touch on this briefly, unless you're a, a pretty seasoned investor, a lot of this might go over your head. So um, there's really two strategies when you're investing in properties, there's flipping and then there's burring. So a flip is something where you buy a house, you fix it up and you sell it for profit. A burr is where you buy a house, you fix it up, you get a tenant in place 
and then you refinance it. So instead of selling, you're refinancing to pull your money back out of it, but you still own the house. And now you have it as a rental. When you flip, you can make quick money doing that. However, you pay capital gains tax on any right. money that you make. Uh, you do have realtor commissions and fees. You have a lot of title fees. You have taxes. Um, there's just a lot of hands going into that money bag to take things out. So again, on this deal, we bought it for $19,500. We fixed it up. We sold it for $94,500. That seems like an incredible amount of profit. However, when you finally get that final check, there's a lot of uh, scoops that come out of that bowl of ice cream. Now, you can do something called a 1031 exchange. And uh, in the current presidential uh, debate, whoever you're pulling for, uh, Joe Biden has said that he wants to eliminate this. So if you are an investor, there's a chance that this may not be a, a thing um, you know, in 2021. Capital gains? 1031 exchange. 1031 exchange. exchange. Oh, 1031 exchange. Really? So, so for round numbers, say so more we... More taxes for you to pay then. More taxes for everybody. So say you buy this house and let's say you made, you made $20,000 in profit. If you do a 1031 exchange, you can take that $20,000 in profit. Instead of paying capital gains on it now, you can put it into another property. Right. So essentially, you're just continuing to invest. The reason why this is good for our economy is because we're fixing up more dilapidated houses. We're investing into our local economy. So instead of being taxed for the person who's trying to beautify our city, they say, hey, we're not going to tax you yet. Just roll it into the next property. And when you finally say, hey, I'm done, I'd like to pull all my investments out, now we're going to tax you. And that seems fair to me. Without the 1031 exchange, it disincentivizes people to fix up these houses because now you're losing the capital gains tax and you have 100%. even less money for right. all the time and risk and energy and resources you put into this house to put it into something else. Well, when you do that, you get the opportunity to do the, to set the comp like you, we were just talking about. Yeah. You, know? you had that opportunity. So if they take that opportunity away, stuff like that may never happen. I know people that, will probably stop investing in, in That neighborhood like is going to benefit greatly. From, from that. Well, and what's so. beautiful is since we finished that house and sold it, it, it incentivized two other investors on that street to start fixing up other properties. So we saw a street where there were a, a lot of kind of rundown properties now have two places that have work going on because people said, cool, you set the comp. Now right. we can actually like afford to invest in this community because we've set that record. So the sales price is here and it's good for all the neighbors, right? So we, we got to know a lot of the neighbors there and they were excited because now their property values are going up. They're taking pride in, in their home and it's going to make a, a really beautiful neighborhood there in Springfield. Yeah. And I, I don't think it was just the house. It was like the worst house in the neighborhood. <laughs> Windows are broken out. You know, it's boarded up. I yeah, used to live there. Mess. <laughs> the porch is falling apart. <laughs> Just yeah. And they're fixing it up now. Yep. And and that's where as an investor, you got to do your homework. There, there are certain unattractive things that cost a lot of money to fix up in a house. And then there's other things that are cosmetic and are fun where, you know, painting a house, redoing a kitchen, redoing a bathroom is, is attractive work and it produces a value. But when you're doing foundation stuff and replacing a roof and like, you know, foundational things, it's not very fun. It doesn't make the house look beautiful and it costs a lot of money. You don't like being in the crawl space, crawling around? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff you find in crawl spaces is like the things of nightmares. <laughs> if you guys know a crawl space guy, give us a call. We do. Bill Foster, Crawdads. <laughs> He's the best. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about the real estate deal, talk about making money, but how important in your opinion is mindset in, in different categories, mindset versus actions versus experience? Yeah. So it's easy for anyone to watch the podcast or to want to get involved in investing and just say, I just want to make money. That's not good enough. You need to know why you're doing anything. And for me, that changed four years ago. So we started a steel company in Columbus called Champion Trading Group. 
we saw success, but we also noticed that there was a vast homeless population in our area. My mindset shifted from, I need to make money to support my family, to have a legacy, to provide for my kids, my grandkids, all these folks that I care about too. It's now our opportunity to give back and to serve other people. So it's my responsibility to use what I've learned to go make money, but to do good with it. I'm a huge comic book nerd, so Spider-Man's um, uncle, I'm drawing a blank on it, but he says, with great power comes great responsibility. And Uncle Gre Ben. Uncle Ben. Thank you. I guess I'm not as good of a comic book nerd as I thought. Nerd. Uh, but, you know, in Grant Cardone's a big real estate guy who I've paid attention to. But one of the things he also said is he's like, hey, if you can go out and make a million dollars, you know, why wouldn't you? A lot of people say, well, that's greedy. That seems like too much money. Well, if you don't make a million dollars, somebody else will. And what are they going to do with it? Go buy two Ferraris and a, right. boat, uh, and a beach house or something else. Or let's say, hey, I'm going to go make a million bucks and I'm going to use it to feed 21,000 people or to do something good with it. So that's kind of my why. So to get back to your question, the reason why we invest and to do these things is partly for legacy, to build passive income, to build a business, to beautify the areas that we uh, want to see improve, Springfield, Columbus, certain areas, but also to use some of that money to then give back. So it's not like we're just filling up our coffers and going on lavish vacations and doing all and these what, crazy what is the things. name of the foundation you you it's called the make a day foundation make a day foundation okay yeah we just had an event yesterday so even with covid going on we had a hundred homeless men and women we give them free haircut shampoos shaves uh new set of clothes toiletries uh we feed everybody we now have it set up to get people signed up for medicaid uh, we have warrants that get expunged so if somebody got a jaywalking ticket but right. that prevents them from getting an apartment or uh, being able to get a job or a license we can get all that stuff taken care of so it's Man, just our incredible. way that is of amazing to take care of, of the people in our community so you know again what is your why is it to take care of your kids is it to you know show your parents that you can be you know, successful on your own, you know, whatever that is, it's going to be different for everybody, but that's going to be your driving factor. And when you see people who are very motivated and driven, they have a very clear definition of their why, why they're doing it. And I'd say start with that and that's going to help. So a new newbie investor, for example, is it the mindset? Is it the action is it experience? Obviously they don't have experience. So the mindset or the action or both? Yeah. Which, which one would you say is more important? Just curious. So we've identified our why, right? We did our homework. We know why we're doing the work. From there, do the work. Don't be a entrepreneur. Don't just sit here and put a pen to paper and, ah, oh, I, I need to save up more money. Ah, oh, I, I don't have enough time. Man, I really need that right contractor. Oh, I just don't have the right opportunity. Get into it, right? Work with a, the a, a professional. That's right. Carpe diem. So yep. if you're interested in real estate, get with Tim and Arthur. They're going to start sending you properties. And when you say, hey, I, th I think I'm ready, ask, ask them questions. Absolutely. Your job is not to just get them into a house, collect your paycheck, and then move on to the next. Your job is to build a relationship with these folks because if you service them right, which I know you do, they're going to come back to you on their second house, on their third house, when their cousin needs a house, when their mom's moving, whatever that looks like. That's relational business, and that's how you guys right. work. But just do it. You know, we, we've got a, a good friend of ours, Braxton Miller in, in Columbus, who, you know, he's been, you know, playing football at a big level for years. And now he's like, hey, what do I want to do now? He's getting into real estate and he's coming to you guys. And he's coming from Columbus to find opportunity here in Springfield as well. But that's a guy who's new to the game and he's relying on you guys for, for help. So a lot of people can do this. You don't have to have, you know, any more experience than one season of uh, Netflix flip you know, or fix shows, <laughs> right? Uh, but get involved, have a good contractor, you know, work with your lender and have a good real estate agent and 
it's it's hard not to uh, miss the mark. So so basically, it's all about building the relationships. Yeah. So that that makes a lot of sense. You know, and you gotta have good relationships with everybody throughout the entire process. For sure. And you know, that that's just. I mean, that's almost a, a principle of life, right? right? It's easy to be that guy who is only looking out for himself and is going to make money, but he's not going to have too many people at that funeral someday. Right. Or we all know that person who could make friends with a stranger, and that's the kind of guy who usually has people, hey, I'm moving. He has 20 people show up to his house just to help him, right? It's that same principle of, like, look out for other people, take care of other people, be kind to other people, and you're going to develop that team naturally. Right, you're not just going to be the person who's just looking out for themselves. Yeah, you'll attract it into into your sphere. Yeah. Sure. Well, where do you guys want to go to lunch? I'm wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, what's a good local place uh, here in Springfield? Who, sh- where, where should people check out? Well, I mean, we could do Mike and Rosie's. You know, that's my love. Mike and Rosie's, my number one spot right now. Guys, tell us where we should go right now. We got yeah. drop drop it in the comments right <laughs> Best now. Best lunch in Springfield. Leave Pick my lunch. <laughs> 